0: one of my favourite Seinfeld jokes goes like this. According to most studies, people's number one fear is public speaking. Number two is death. Now this means for the average person, if you have to go to a funeral, you'd be better off in the casket than giving the eulogy. (laughs) I wonder if you've ever wondered what it'd be like to be fearless, no fear of heights, no fear of spiders, no fear of public speaking. Well, the other day I watched a movie called Fearless. Uh, In the movie, uh, the main character, Max, survives a plane crash, completely unharmed. And as he walks away from the wreckage, he loses all sense of fear. Max's life is transformed. He says exactly what's on his mind. He's always happy and at peace. Other people admire him. He's courageous and he takes more risks. Losing the fear of death revolutionises his life. But perhaps for you, being fearless seems a long way off. Particularly as a Christian, we look at those heroes of faith. Elijah, who went up against all those false prophets of Baal. Daniel, who braved the lion's den. John the Baptist, who got beheaded for speaking up. Of course, Jesus, the ultimate example. Or Stephen, who got stoned. Peter, who got imprisoned. Paul, who was beaten. We see all these examples of fearless saints, but we don't feel so fearless. As Christians, we can get scared. Perhaps you're scared of persecution, Suffering for your faith. Perhaps you're scared of rejection by your workmates or friends or even family. Perhaps you're scared of discomfort, of losing the lifestyle that you're used to. Maybe you're scared of pain. Perhaps you're even scared of death. Are you a scared Christian? And how do we come, overcome these feelings of fear? What's the trick to being truly fearless? Well, today we're going to find the answer. And we're going to find it in the book of Philippians. Last week we finished a, a series on Galatians. Next week we're going to start a series on Zephaniah. But for today only, we'll be looking at Philippians. Uh, and you'll find it helpful if you have your Bibles open. <laughs> Philippians 1, 12-30 pages 830 in the small print bibles and 1826 in the large print In Philippians 1:12 to 30 we see a man who's fearless with the gospel Paul's in prison he's awaiting his trial and it's very serious because this trial could end in a death sentence But Paul's mind isn't fixed on his trial. He's not worried about himself. What Paul's interested in is the gospel. The good news that Jesus came and died to save everyone who trusts in him. In fact, Paul's been able to share the gospel with his prison guards. And not just with them, but everyone knows that he's in jail for following Christ. Have a look at Philippians 1, 12-30. Philippians one twelve to thirteen. Now I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Not only has Paul preached the gospel to his guards, but other Christians have copied his example. Instead of Paul's jail time keeping him quiet, filling him with fear, it's giving him a chance to be fearless. Fearless in speaking and spreading the good news about Jesus. And he's inspired others to become fearless as well. Now they're spreading the message about Jesus too. Now look with me at verse fourteen. Verse fourteen. Because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged to speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. There's a problem, though. Not everyone's preaching the gospel for the right reasons. Some people are preaching out of goodwill. They know Paul's in jail because of the gospel, and they're continuing his work. But others are being divisive. They're trying to stir up trouble for Paul. They're more concerned about factions than telling people that Jesus came to save them. And so they preach the gospel, not because they have a passion for it, not because they care about their neighbours, but because they want to create controversy. They want to make Paul's time difficult. Have a look at verses 15 to 17. Verse 15. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so in love, knowing that I am put here for the defence of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But for Paul, their motivation really doesn't matter. It's not good that people have the wrong motives that's not a good thing but if they're preaching the gospel paul's happy the important thing is that the gospel's preached that's what really matters and even though paul's staring down a death sentence he rejoices look at verse 18 verse 18 but what does it matter the important thing is that in every way whether from false motives or true Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. For Paul, Jesus is everything. It doesn't matter if he's in jail as long as the gospel's preached. Even in suffering, Paul can be fearless with the gospel. And because the gospel matters, Paul wants to live it out, even in prison. He wants his words and actions to show that he's a follower of Jesus. But that's not so easy when you're looking at a death sentence. The gospel's the thing that landed him in prison in the first place. You can imagine the pressure that he'd be under to to keep quiet. But luckily, Paul has help. And it comes in two different ways. The first is prayer from the Philippians. And the second, strengthening by the Holy Spirit. God hasn't left Paul to endure on his own. God is faithful and loving. He'll respond to the Philippians' prayers. He'll lead Paul by the Holy Spirit. And knowing this, Paul's confident that he'll stand firm in Jesus. That he won't cave under pressure. And then when it comes to his trial... He'll be able to preach the gospel. And by sticking to Jesus, even if he dies, he'll be saved. Have a look at the end of verse 18 to 20, starting from the end of verse 18. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help given by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed but I will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body whether by life or by death. In that movie I watched called Fearless, uh, the main character Max loses his fear of death. But the problem is he's not fearless for the right reasons. Max believes that death can't kill him that he's invincible and of course he's not he's kidding himself and his fearlessness is, is misplaced this has a huge effect on all his relationships unlike Max in the movie Paul knows the true secret to being really fearless the secret isn't that he's invincible Paul can still die But Paul trusts the one who rules both life and death. Paul's secret is that Jesus is more valuable than life or death. If Paul lives, he can go on spreading the good news about Jesus. And he can encourage those who have already believed it. But if he dies, this means he gets to be directly in Jesus' presence. And nothing can compare with that. Now, this is a really strange thought to us. But Paul would rather die than live. That's confronting, isn't it? All things being equal, Paul would rather die than live because he gets to be with Jesus. But although Paul would rather die, he also knows there's still important work to do. Paul knows that it would be better for him to die But it would be better for the Philippians if he lived. The Philippians need strengthening. And by living, Paul can encourage them. And so Paul hopes that he'll live to see them again. Have a look at verses 21 to 26. Verse 21. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I'm to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to do part and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain, and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your joy in Christ Jesus will overflow on account of me. So life and death don't matter. Christ Jesus rules them both. Because Jesus is everything, even in life or death, Paul can be fearless with the gospel. What we really value affects the way we act. If the gospel matters to the Philippians, then they will live lives which show it. Paul tells them to conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. And then he explains what this means. It means two things. Firstly, it means the Philippians will stand united, allowing the good news of Jesus to bind them together and being driven by the truth of the gospel, working together as one to tell this to the world. Have a look at verse 27. Verse 27. Whatever happens... Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel. So the first point is, living in a manner worthy of the gospel means being united by the gospel. And secondly, living in a manner worthy of the gospel means not being scared of opposition. If the Philippians live lives consumed by Jesus, it shows that they'll be saved. Their fearless words and actions prove that death is not the end. uh, Sorry, it seems it sends a clear message to those who oppose them. The Philippians aren't afraid of death. Their message is true. But those who oppose them, well, they should be scared because they're on the road to destruction. You can see this in verse 28. Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, and then verse 28, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. The Philippians are partners with Paul in the gospel. We've already heard in verse 19 that they support Paul in prayer. And in chapter 2, we're told that they uh, they provide for him while he's in prison. But the Philippians are also partners in their lives, believing the same gospel Paul does and suffering the same things Paul does. Verse 29 and 30. Verse 29. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, or to suffer for him. Since you were going through the same struggle, you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. Paul knows that he can be fearless with the gospel. He's not scared of prison, he's not scared of death. What matters is that salvation in Jesus is shown and uh, told to others, and the Philippians are to think the same way. They believe the same gospel Paul does. And they suffer the same sort of opposition Paul does. And they live united, bold and fearless lives for the gospel. Paul believed that Jesus is everything. Jesus is the only possession worth having. Nothing else, nothing else in this life is worth a cent compared with Jesus. Paul used to have it all. But he gave it all away. He considered it worthless rubbish because nothing else can save. Nothing else is good and nothing else matters. But Jesus, he saves, he's good and he really matters. I wonder if you're like Paul do you believe that Jesus is everything? You know, I often think we don't. Rather than, than treasuring Jesus and following him fearlessly, we're scared. Scared of persecution. We're scared of standing out. Scared of suffering and pain. And scared of death we're more consumed by our worries than by the gospel. Is this you? Often, uh, I don't feel consumed by the gospel. Jesus doesn't bubble forth in my everyday conversation. I miss opportunities to talk to him, to people I meet. I want to be a Christian, but I don't, Really want to stand out. And blending in might come in hundreds of little ways. The music we listen to, the things we look at online, the type of things we read, cutting corners at work, the way we drive, the things that we say about our friends when they're not around. We compromise because we're scared of what people might think. Yeah, we want to look different, but not all that different. Does this describe you? Most of us don't suffer a lot of persecution for being Christians, do we? Yeah, we all get the odd comment here and there, but it's not all that usual, is it? And I wonder if we become scared of persecution, scared of, of standing out too much, scared of suffering. Perhaps we're not fearless with the gospel because we don't treasure it enough. The truth is, Jesus is so much better than anything else. Jesus is better than what our friends think of us than a pain and suffering free life even than earthly life itself if we really believe this we don't need to fear suffering we don't need to fear standing out we don't even need to fear death they just don't matter compared with Jesus Jesus is ultimately good Jesus really matters and Jesus is Lord. You know, that's the secret to being fearless with the gospel. It's knowing that if you live, that's good because you can serve Christ. And if you die, that's even better because you get to be with him. For Paul, Jesus was everything. So in life and even in suffering and death, Paul could be fearless with the gospel. Paul told the Philippians to be fearless with the gospel. To live and if need be, suffer and die for the gospel. And we're to be fearless with the gospel too. So let Jesus matter more than than anything else. Make him your prized possession in life and in death. Put Jesus first, and if you do, you'll be fearless with the gospel. Let's pray and ask God God for help. Father God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he came, he lived, he died, and he rose again. Thank you that we live through him and that death has been defeated. Father, we're sorry for being scared Christians. Please fill us with a passion for Jesus. Please make us see that he's incomparable with anything else, that he's worth more than our fears. Please fill us with a passion for living and speaking Jesus. Please make us fearless to live and, if need be, suffer and even die for the gospel. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.